disinformation, a familiar tactic in the old Soviet Union. Denials, false narratives, easy to concoct. But after the bombing of a children's and maternity hospital in the south of Ukraine, it's hard today to explain away all the video, the live shots. The war of Russia invading Ukraine doesn't let up. The eyes of the world are watching. Missteps in the response of Russia after that hospital bombing a few days back. The Russians now admitting they are using thermobaric rockets to try and grind down the resistance of Ukraine. These are the illegal explosive devices that last longer and rupture the lungs. The fear still high that Vladimir Putin will resort to chemical weapons or even worse, tactical nuclear weaponry. Now two weeks old. It's more important than ever to boldly pray to the Lord to send this army back and to give boldly to help those who are displaced. Divine hedges of protection needed more than ever today. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, broadcasting from Krakow, Poland, and a program called Christ Reigns. It's bleak where I am, and you're watching the video and reading the reports as well. One Ukrainian telling me, as you get up in the morning now, Ukrainians don't start with a cup of coffee. They start their day by checking, is the capital city of Kiev still standing? I just got a message and picture from a Ukrainian in the capital city of Kiev. She says, I am writing about this and I can't believe that I'm writing these words. There was an airstrike. There was an air raid last night in the area of my parents and their neighbors. God miraculously saved the lives of my parents only slightly wounded my father. They had two families, refugees, staying with them. The boy's hand was torn off and his leg cut off. That's what was left of the yard and the house where I was born and raised. This was our family home. That word and message accompanied by a picture, it's easy to ask, where are you, Lord, when you hear a firsthand account like that. And yet, we are constantly reminded in Scripture 37 times I counted that God puts a hedge of protection around his people. Like in Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. In these next few minutes, may we be reminded that Christ reigns and rules even today, even in Russia and even especially in Ukraine. In this special time together, we will hear from a woman who made it out with her family and a Ukrainian pastor ministering now in Poland. And we'll also look to the encouraging words of Psalm 23. And that's how we open this haven today. Sung for us by Keith Green. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures.
The unmistakable voice of Keith Green in Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, here on Haven Today, coming to you from Poland, and a program called Christ Reigns, as we call for Christians to pray boldly and give boldly. We've been getting countless messages, all coming down to this, how can I help? And that's why we're partnering with Mission Eurasia, already on the ground providing food and Christ-centered spiritual encouragement to those who have been displaced inside and outside of Ukraine. Every $50 you send feeds a family of five for a week. Just call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or give online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And remember... We'll ask you to make it clear how much you want to send to Ukraine, and then if you want to add a gift to Haven Today, we'll honor that request. Now, before we turn to God's Word, I want you to meet a refugee mom named Polina from eastern Ukraine at the border, just as she and her two sons came over into Poland. She's from the town with that nuclear reactor that the Russians seized in the past few days. I asked Paulina, was it hard to get out? Yeah, we had quite a bit of a lot of trouble, especially when we were loading onto the evacuation train from Zaporozhye. And this was in a part of um, Ukraine that Russia uh, wanted to take hold of, like the nuclear power plant. Yes, that's in that part, yeah. And... um, uh, is it just one son, or what? Who was who's here son? with her? Yeah, I have two sons. Yeah. And where uh, does she plan to go, or does she know? Yeah. So her husband actually he works here in Poland, and she gave that uh, name of the town. Dapolia and Chelsea, uh, well, that's where she's going to reunite with her husband, who's waiting for them there. Well, thank goodness her husband is here. Then. Да, слава Богу, ваш муж So that's why we even came, you know, to Poland here, because he's here. A woman named Paulina, who had made it out of eastern Ukraine and then across the border to Poland, thanks to Sergei Rakuba, the head of Mission Eurasia, for translating into English. Stay with me. In a few moments, we're going to hear from a Ukrainian pastor ministering in Poland right now. He'll share the challenges his church is facing and how he's pointing them to Jesus today. But now, let's turn our eyes to the most famous psalm in all the Bible, Psalm 23, that we just heard sung. The opening line is unmistakable. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And all the way through the 23rd Psalm, it uses the most vivid images to explain what our relationship to the Lord is like. He makes us 
lie down in green pastures. He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. He is with us. He actually sets the table himself and brings us a meal, even if we are surrounded by enemies. And there is something about hearing these words that awakens our souls to the Lord. Listen to the entire psalm. Let the Lord speak life into your heart. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Six very short verses, but a powerful song written by David the king. There are two possible times that we know of when he wrote this, and both of them find David on the run. Saul, the very first king of Israel, wanted him dead. He knew David was going to take the throne, and he wasn't about to let him. So he chased David out of the kingdom, and David had to go into hiding. The other time, it was David's own son, Absalom, that wanted to be king. So he chased his own father from Jerusalem, and David the king was on the run from his very own son. And while he was running through the desert, hiding in the caves, I can just imagine him thinking of the Lord, remembering how good the Lord is, and writing this psalm of worship. I cannot help but think of the many Ukrainian refugees that I've met while I've been here in Poland, many running for their lives, many taking refuge in the words of this very psalm. But we all can take refuge here. Just like David, we've all been mistreated before. Like David, we've all felt betrayed or even driven away from our loved ones, and those words heal our souls as well. The Lord is our shepherd, my shepherd, your shepherd, and because he's our shepherd, we can go to him whenever we feel like a sheep, vulnerable, weak, and needy. And for me, that's every day. But that line has a deeper meaning. You might recall that before he was king of Israel, David was a shepherd himself. When Samuel, the prophet, showed up at David's house, the house of Jesse, his father, David, the youngest, was out shepherding the sheep. Jesse almost forgot about him. He was out protecting his father's flock. Shepherd, then king. And it's not the only time in the Bible that being a shepherd is connected to being a king. The Lord told Ezekiel the prophet to criticize the rulers of Israel, but he didn't call them kings or princes or governors. He called them shepherds. He said, woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should shepherds not take care of the flock? That was a serious criticism. Shepherds take care of the flock. Kings, rulers take care of their people, or they should at least, but they weren't. And because they were being bad shepherds, the people were suffering greatly. I can't help but hear the cries of my Ukrainian brothers and sisters in Christ. 
my brothers and sisters in Russia, they're suffering because of bad shepherds. And my heart breaks when I hear their stories. Our world needs a good king, a king who rules fairly, who takes care of his people, who ensures their life and keeps them safe forever. Remember when Jesus Christ stood on this earth and he said something that brought all of those deep longings to rest? Remember Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Christ, the King, the good shepherd, like David, but better. David risked his life for his sheep. He told stories about fighting bears and lions to protect his flock. He put himself in harm's way for his people, but David never died for his flock. He never laid down his life for the sheep, but Jesus did. And Jesus told us, I am the good shepherd. He didn't just risk his life. He gave his life for his people, his beloved flock. But it's even better than that. Jesus went on, I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. He didn't just lay down his life for us. He took it back up again when he was resurrected. And he reigns even now today as our good shepherd and our good king. And just like a shepherd, he is watching over us, protecting us. So we pray. We pray because he's reigning even now. We know he loves us. He laid down his life for us. And we know he is good. He draws us into his love by the Spirit. And the Spirit leads us deeper into his grace. And, and this is what we need right now. Wherever you live and where I am right now in Krakow, Poland. Grace. The grace of the Good Shepherd. He's leading his people step by step, protecting us all the way. We walk by faith through all of life's horrors, including this war right now, and all the tragedies that we encounter and the letdowns. We walk and we have his promise. Surely we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall in green pastures he makes me lie down he restores my And bless.
Psalms album, Shane and Shane, at Psalm 23, here in this Haven Today, a program called Christ Reigns. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for meeting up with me in Poland. Churches just outside Ukraine are being used by the Lord in mighty ways right now to offer food, housing, and spiritual comfort. On the pastoral staff of one evangelical church here in Krakow is Bogdan Kurish. And while serving a church here in Poland, he is originally from Ukraine. I want you to listen in on our conversation. All of a sudden, you're connected to a church that has like quadrupled in size. And when did you first realize, you and the pastor who you work with, realized that all of a sudden uh, we're going to have a lot more people to serve in the name of Jesus? Well, I was sure it will happen soon as I was watching news on the Thursday actually all of us we were shocked but we were preparing for from that time and as you can see probably now we have all of the logistics and we even uh, changed the building when where we have our services so we we were prepared we were starting our preparation from uh, Thursday 24th of the February let me ask you this because I've talked to a number of people that have said we should be praying boldly like mm-hmm. Daniel did, like Paul did, like Jesus did. Um, are, are you praying that God would turn this army back and send them home? 
Yes, uh, you know, it's very easy. I, I got your question. <laughs> so it's very easy to, for example, in all of this conflict, in all this tragedy, to hate all Russians, right? And to wish all Russians to die uh, qui- like quickly and, you know, the more the better. But I think it's, it's the easiest way and we are called, even though... Uh, to fight back, right? In, in, it's, a, it's a just war, but we are called to pray for our enemies and to pray for their hearts to turn to God, even though we are resisting, we are opposing them, and we know that they are enemies of God. Simultaneously, I think we should pray for them to turn their faces to God and to understand that they are doing evil things. Bogdan, one more question for you, and I ask this for people I have on our program all across North America. Um, What does Jesus mean to you, especially right now? Well, Jesus is hope for me. Jesus is a thing for me to look in the future and is a promise. His sacrifice is actually very, very encouraging in such times because I know because of him there will be a time where there will be no tears there will be no suffering, and there will be joy and gl- glorification of God in, in in all of the things that are happening now. After this, it will be Him, it will be fellowship with God and with God's people on heaven. Well, in the name of Jesus, thank you for talking to me, and the Lord be with you and with your flock that you have here to tend, look after. Thank you from the vantage point of a pastor of a church who is helping refugees in Krakow, Poland. Thank you so much, Bogdan Karish. Well, let me just now say thank you to everyone who has not only prayed boldly, but given boldly so far. And I think a lot of you listening to this program right now have done both. Between Haven U.S. and Haven Canada, we have raised over $400,000 for Mission Eurasia. We have never raised that much money ever. We've never raised this much money in such a short time either. And yet more help is needed. $50 feeds a family of five for a week. We've had listeners give in the many thousands of dollars and a whole lot more who've given in the hundreds. And some of you have just sponsored one family for a week with $50. And by golly, the Lord's using that too. But what about you? We're sending the money to Mission Eurasia, which is already on the ground offering bread, as well as the spiritual bread of Jesus Christ to those who are displaced. How many families can you help us feed? Just call us right now at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and look at our Faith Live blog that we're updating with video and pictures and facts, and, and you can then give at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, from Krakow, Poland, I'm Charles Morris, inviting you to come and join me next time as together we share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Oh, you shouldn't have ever say these words to someone. They're usually said when someone makes a gift to you, and not just any gift, I mean a gift that's unexpected, maybe extravagant. I remember 
saying these words to someone when they gave me a trip to Florida in the winter. Wearing shorts in January? Couldn't believe it. Generous people are a blessing to us, but no one is as generous as our Heavenly Father. James tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And the greatest gift he ever gave? His Son, Jesus, crucified and resurrected for all who believe in his name. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.